I see a woman post, are there any other single parents on board? And I was like, I couldn't raise my hand fast enough. I'm like, yes, (laughs) me! everyone to the DCL Duo podcast and a big thank you to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. I am your host, Sam. Brian is not able to join me today, so I will be doing solo hosting duties today, which I think is actually quite appropriate for our show topic. Um, So first, let me welcome our guest today. Sharon, welcome. Thank you, Sam. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks so much for reaching out. I am really excited to talk about the topic that you actually proposed to us as a great topic for a show, which is solo parenting or single parenting on Disney Cruise Line. And I don't think we've had a show that's covered this topic. We've, of course, done cruising without kids. We've done cruising with little kids. We've done cruising with Nathan, of course. But this is not something, obviously, that Brian and I have any expertise in because we sail with each other and with our kiddo. So I'm really excited to talk to you about this. I think this will be really helpful for a lot of folks out there. But before we dive into our show topic, we always like to find out people's cruising and Disney background. So can you tell us you know, how many cruises have you been on with Disney and how did you get started with Disney or Disney cruising? Right. I would be happy to. So I'm going to tell this sort of chronologically, which is the best way that I know how to do anything. (laughs) Um, So my first experience with Disney was uh, a family trip to Walt Disney World when I was eight years old. And this is going to age me a little bit to tell you this, but at the time there was only the Magic Kingdom. (laughs) My memory is that they were in the process of building Epcot, uh, but it was not yet complete or open. So that was, uh, you know, at some point in the 80s, we'll say. And then my next experience with Disney was I went with, at the time, my boyfriend, who later became my husband with his family on a family trip to Walt Disney World in 1998. And I have some, uh, some, pretty unique experience, I think, or or something that may be of interest to the listeners. We were there in April for spring break, and we knew that the Animal Kingdom, they were opening the following week. So, you know, there was a new park, and we were sort of bummed out that we weren't going to be able to visit it because the grand opening was the following week. Well, we had the TV on in our hotel room in the morning. Like this is, you know, the internet existed, but it wasn't like it is today. We didn't all have it in our pockets. So, you know, we were listening to the news in the morning, and I remember specifically two important things. Uh, the first being that Linda McCartney had passed away, who was Paul McCartney's first wife. And the second was that they were showing footage of guests in the Animal Kingdom. And we thought, oh, well, maybe we can go. So we essentially went during the soft launch week of the Animal Kingdom. So we were among the first guests to be able to visit there, um, which is fairly exciting. That's so cool. That's really awesome. Um, <laughs> and then my next experience was when, so in the interim, my husband passed away. Um, so I'm a widowed single mom, which I think is you know, means that um, we'll get into that a little bit later when we start talking about cruising and those challenges. But the next experience I had was at Disneyland. So I had never been to Disneyland, but we went out to California to visit a college friend of mine and her husband who lived in Los Angeles, so very close, and they are season ticket holders. So my daughter at the time was three. My husband passed away when she was two. She's now almost eight. So, you know, it's it's been a, a while since that. But they took us to Disneyland and then to California Adventure, each for one day. And my takeaway from that, which I've heard uh, many people note on your podcast since, is that when you have little, little kids, Disneyland and California Adventure are way more manageable than Disney World, particularly as a, a single parent, just because everything's close by. And, and, you know, we really enjoyed that experience. Then fast forward to 2021, and I was trying to use up a airline credit I had because my daughter and I were scheduled to go to Atlantis 
in June of 2020. So of course, the pandemic uh, did not allow for that. So I was looking around and I thought, okay, well, I guess we'll just go to Atlantis. And, you know, I, I was kind of dragging my feet on booking a hotel. And then I said, well, I wonder if there's another way we could get there without the whole trip being Atlantis. And I thought, let me look into Disney Cruise Line. So lo and behold, I and I think it was maybe in May or June of 2021, I booked this three-night cruise out of Port Canaveral that has one stop at Nassau. Beautiful. We could go to Atlantis and a stop at Castaway Cay. I'm very happy with, very pleased with myself, justifying to everyone why traveling on a cruise in a pandemic is still a good idea. Right. You know, this was in. like right at the restart too. That's the, that was, I think that was, you were on maybe the second or, cruise of the restart because I think the dream was the first one in the, in the States, um, setting aside the, you know, the magic was doing those staycations in the UK around this time. But I think the dream was the first to set sail. And I want to say it was like mid-August and you went maybe a week. Oh, gosh, I think you went on the second or third cruise. You you were on the same cruise as us, actually. So you yes, I was thinking maybe we were on the same one. That's so funny. Yeah, sure. and I, I have a few anecdotes about that. But so we, you know, I, I joined the cruise group. I joined like the general Disney Cruise Line group, and I'm asking questions. And someone told me to join for our sailing. And I see all this chatter in there about, wow, they're doing a test cruise. This cruise might really happen. And I was like, this cruise was not really maybe going to happen. I had no idea. I was like, so naive, just assumed because I was able to book it that I thought they were sold out in July because there was like no availability. So we, I booked it for August, like just completely naive, had never cruised on any cruise line before, let alone Disney. So um, we, it was the August 20th sailing on the Dream. And I, I heard later on, you know, this year when I started listening to your podcast, that that was your first sailing after the reopening. And I actually on YouTube looked at uh, the, the video that you have posted. And there's a, a shot of you just for a split second, Sam, behind your head, looking as you enter the, um, you know, sort of the check-in area. And you can see me standing there with my daughter online. No um, way. We, so we were we had the same port arrival time of one fifteen, and I. So let me just do a, a quick sidebar. As we were sitting in our rental car waiting for my daughter to clear her COVID test, she was talking to a little boy in the car next door, and I want you to ask your son if he remembers this because I think there's a very good chance that it was Nathan she, and and my daughter. Cassidy was talking to this boy out the window and she, this being a rental car, you know, pushes a button and the window rolls up and like hits her in the neck. And I start freaking out because I don't know how to, how to lower it because it's not my car. We've been in this car for like an hour. And so anyway, everything was fine. We got out, she passed her test. Um, and we, we got onto the ship and never saw that little boy again in real life, but you'll have to ask whether or not we had a chance encounter. uh, That's hilarious. Nathan will never remember. So I, okay, I could ask okay. him and there's That's no fine. way he'll remember he that. Won't remember. He won't remember because we we will talk about like people he's met on if it's like the last cruise we went on, he will remember. But if he it's might, like but yeah, that was a while. It, wild it's back. a while back in our, <laughs> our cruising <laughs> right. history now. So he won't. But that is so funny. It's funny. I, um, and then I just was looking at our trip it. And of course, obviously, you watch the YouTube video, so you know. But it, it was, in fact, August 20th, 2021. And we stayed at um, Animal Kingdom. We stayed at the Kadani Village. It's actually the only time or maybe the first time I had stayed at Animal Kingdom. And we had, yeah, and we went to Sanaa for dinner. And so I, that's just, yeah, that's that, That sounds lovely. We flew in that morning, which I do, will never, ever do again because, you know, it worked out fine. Like our, our flight got in at 9.30. We actually had time to kill. We were just bouncing around at Publix. Like, I don't know, I, I guess I'll bring a bottle of wine to bring on board. I, I, I We didn't know what to do with ourselves, but I had only gotten about 90 minutes of sleep the night before. So I was like in zombie mode for that whole first day and night, which is on a three night cruise is a significant portion of the, uh, the time on board. But we were just trying it to see if this is something that we liked. And, you know, throughout the whole year, we kept talking about our cruise and what a wonderful 
wonderful time we had. So when we got to sort of spring of 2022, I said, okay, well, let's do another cruise. And I booked a five night out of Miami, a Western Caribbean cruise with a stop at Castaway and a stop at Cozumel. And I have never been to Mexico. So that that was our second Disney cruise experience. And on your first experience, we actually got, they canceled Nassau and we were able to go to Castaway Key twice, right? It was a double dip. Yes. And I, on the first day I had my whole life, I want to be in the Caribbean. I'm like a water baby. And, you know, I I had someone I used to work for said, oh, we got to get you in that water. And we got there and it was the hottest, hottest day I think I've ever experienced in my life. And my daughter and I kind of, you know, being overtired and overheated and everything else did not love our experience, believe it or not. So on the second day at Castaway, I, I sort of said, okay, you're the boss today. You decide what we do. And she chose not to get off the ship. So we had a, an onboard day that second day of our, our first cruise, uh, which was fine. Yeah, I don't blame you. Honestly, Brian and I, we, you know, and Nathan, we live in Seattle uh, or in the Seattle area, and um, we're not used to the heat of the Caribbean. And in August, it is the hottest. <laughs> it is the hottest it can possibly be in Florida and in the Caribbean or Bahamas, wherever you are. There have been a couple of times where we've been able to stay out all day, but it's not usually in August because it's just so, so hot. But I I love that you reached out to us, as I mentioned. I I think this topic is super uh, helpful for a lot of people. You are not the only single parent that likes to cruise with their child on Disney Cruise Line. I, I know there are plenty. I've met tons. I know that, you know, something that's unique to you is that you are a full-time parent all the time. So how do, how do you how do you make sure you're planning in a way that will actually get you some vacation time? Yeah, that's a great question and you know, what I really love about Disney Cruise Line, which is a little bit different than Disney World is it kind of takes the mental load off of a single parent. Like there's a lot to do before you go, right? Especially with all the COVID testing requirements and trying, you know, on that first cruise, we had to book 90 minute time slots for the kids club. They were very, very limited. But what I love is when we are on board, my favorite thing about a Disney cruise is they tell you where and when to eat your dinner. Because (laughs) I... I have a picky eater in my house and anywhere else that we go, especially a new place, it's dinner time, it sneaks up on you because you're having so much fun. And then it's, oh no, you know, what What are we going to eat? Where are we going to get it? How's it? How long is it going to take? I'm on my phone. My kid is trying to eat every snack she can get her ha- hands on because she's hungry. And it, it makes it actually quite stressful. So on a cruise, it's very easy because you have your food is, is there. I know there's always going to be something she can eat. If she eats pizza for every meal, so be it. And that that's pretty much what happened. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Yeah, no shame, right? And and they have activities for both the kids and the adults. They have, you know, the, the kids club, which we used more fully in, on our 2022 cruise. You know, that your, your room is never very far away. And it's, everything is just designed to entertain and delight both children and parents. So as a single parent, I think cruising is something that we will continue to do, you know, until she's a, an adult and then she can bring me on a cruise. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of her being your plus one, you'll be her exactly. plus one. <laughs> That's, right. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So, you know, we I, I booked the cruise just as I had last year, which is I booked direct. I didn't really know about or consider using a travel agent because it's so easy. And as a single parent, you're just so used to doing everything yourself anyway. Like I didn't even know there was someone in the world that could help me or many, many people in the world that could help with this. So so I booked it. And, you know, shortly afterwards, of course, I joined our cruise group and signed up Fish Extender, which is a new experience for us. But I, I also started looking for podcasts. So on our first cruise, I was more interested in finding YouTube videos because we didn't even know what the ship looked like. So it was a, a more of a visual, you know, watched a lot of walkthrough videos that were pre-pandemic, etc. And then this time I found the DCL Duo podcast and really gave me an education. So you know, thank you to you and Brian and all of your guests, because I, I think it really enabled a much richer experience because I, you know, didn't even know half of the things that were available to do on board. And once well, I, so nice I to hear, yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. 
you're you're very welcome. Thank you for that because you know there's only so much that I have time as a single parent who works full time and I need to pay for this cruise that that I have time to really look into. So I you know as I'm going through and and active in the Facebook group and you see more and pe- more people coming on. Maybe sometime at the end of June, and this was a August fifteenth sailing on the dream. I see a woman post. Are there any other single parents on board? And I was like, I couldn't raise my hand fast enough. I'm like, yes, <laughs> me, because I, you know, very social person. I'm a joiner. I'm a, you know, love love all of the above, right? And so there were maybe about a dozen uh, women, all women who responded and said, yes, you know, I am also a single mom who is traveling with children. And there were some were teenagers, you know, there was uh, one maybe under five, but there were several just coincidentally, seven year old girls, uh, and one I think six or seven year old boy who were all in the same age group, all traveling, you know, several of them were also only children, which is another uh, element that you can relate to traveling with an only child, right? (laughs) Absolutely. It's easier. Everything's easier if they make friends. Tell me, how does this work? So you've got like a group of how many of you, so you said there's about a dozen who respond, but what did you sort of plan or arrange for pre-cruise that then you could actually meet up for or do on the cruise? I ended up maybe about a week or two before the sailing, putting everyone in a a Facebook Messenger chat together because I wanted to kind of take it out of the public viewing on the, the Facebook cruise page so that we could just talk amongst ourselves and kind of see what the interest level is. You figure anyone who raises their hand must have some level of interest in in meeting one another. So we end up arranging to have a meetup on day one, just prior to the sail away party. So I said, okay, why don't we meet up at mini golf? Because I don't think it's going to be very crowded, you know, especially at 345 on embarkation day. Uh, So and it wasn't, you know, I'd be much too uh, not to my surprise, there was really nobody else there. So of the uh, 10 or 12 of us who uh, who were actively in the group chat, um, I think six ended up coming up. And it, another challenge that we had, and this is a, uh, this persisted throughout, is the message, uh, the messaging, excuse me, let me start that over. An issue that sort of persisted throughout the cruise is the Disney Cruise Line app that we all use to message one another once we were on board had a significant lag and only works if you have um, the, the chat ID for the person that you want to chat with. So while we had sort of 10 people, maybe or eight or 10 that were active in our group chat before we got on board, I think only six or seven ended up in our group chat through the Disney Cruise Line app because embarkation day is so crazy and trying to get everyone's ID and trying to get in into this chat was a little bit of a challenge. So there was some attrition there. And then once we were chatting on board, you know, the it depends which part of the ship you're in or which room you're in, whether or not there was you were getting those messages in in real time or with a slight delay or with a significant with a long delay. delay. Yeah. Yeah. So for, for our listeners, if you are not uh, familiar with the Disney Cruise Line onboard app, it's actually the same app as you have on your phone pre-cruise. So you download that app, but then once you get on board, you are connect to the ship's Wi-Fi and you get all this functionality, including a chat function. But if the only people who use chat IDs are automatically populated into your app are people in your room. Not even, even if you have linked reservations with another party and they're in a different room, you will not be automatically connected to them on chat. So when Brian and I are sailing, he and I will automatically be connected on chat through the app because we're staying in the same room. But even if we have another room of friends that's sailing with us in our reservation, are linked. I will have to manually input that person's chat ID number into my app in order for me to start sending them IMs through that chat function. What Sharon is explaining is if you are meeting up with people on day one, that would be the best way to get their chat ID. But you've got to obviously set up a meeting place in advance because you're not going to be able to connect with them or, or talk to them on board particularly after sail away. So how many how many of you ended up kind of hanging out on board? You meet up with these five ladies plus you and their kids. How many of you ended up 
you know, hanging out? And did you did any of you end up sitting together at dinner or, or do any other activities? Right. So I'll, I'll answer your second question first. Very shortly before the cruise, probably less than a week, the woman who had originally said, are there any other single moms out there? We started chatting and decided to link our reservations, never met each other, you know, lightly stalked each other's Facebook pages. I assume at least I did. And, you know, so, okay, we're both Girl Scout leaders. Our kids are the same age. We, you know, she look, uh, doesn't look like a, you know, serial killer. Or anything. I, let's <laughs> cut that out. That sounds terrible. But yeah, so um, so I looked on her Facebook page and, and we seem to have some things in common. So we decided to link reservations to sit together at dinner. And I thought, okay, well, this is fairly low risk. If we don't get along for whatever reason, we only have to see each other for what an hour a day. And at least we'll have someone to talk to. I can frankly make conversation with just about anyone. Um, And my daughter and I are both very social. So let's give it a whirl. Her name is Jen. Her daughter's name is Addison. And we all became very fast friends and spent the vast majority of the cruise together. Oh, fantastic. With the exception of a few excursions. And I think there was one time when we went to pick the girls up from the kids club and Cassidy, my daughter wanted to stay and her daughter Addison was ready to go. And that was about the only time that we diverged throughout the length of the cruise. So, you know, took a gamble. It paid off. We were texting just today about what, you know, where are we cruising to next year? So let's, let's talk about the kinds of things that are perhaps harder or the way you make it easier by sailing on on Disney um, in particular and and doing these things like setting up a meet and greet sort of in advance with an, with an other single moms, right? Tell me, you know, what what is it about cruising or cruising in particular with Disney that makes your vacation perhaps easier as a single parent than some other style of vacation? Right. So as I mentioned, my favorite thing is, you know, that there's food on board that my daughter will eat. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, on the first night when we met our servers, I uh, we had Putu and Jonathan on the Dream who were absolutely wonderful. So shout out to them. And I turned around to Putu on the first night and I said, look, I would love it if my daughter ate a vegetable at some point in the next five days. So I said, she will eat cucumbers, she will eat peppers, and she will eat raw carrots if there's mustard to dip them in. And it just so happened that Addison had very similar, uh, you know, they both like cucumbers and peppers. And she also had tomatoes, which my daughter would not eat if I paid her. Um, (laughs) So every night at dinner, Hutu would just automatically bring each girl a bowl of vegetables cut up for them to start munching on before we even looked at the menu. So I think that that made it easy. Just the value of the serving team going out of their way to be so attentive to the kids is a huge benefit of Disney that I, you know, having not cruised on any other cruise line, I can't say for sure, but definitely I have never been in a restaurant where the server puts the food down and then picks up a bite and feeds the first bite to my daughter to just get the ball rolling, you know, so that was wonderful. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I love when they cut up the steak for my kid in particular. It's really nice when the wait staff just pick up that baton and then we parents just get to enjoy their food and enjoy their meal and and enjoy the company of either their kids or friends that they've made on board. So I love that. That's such a great, yeah, such a great benefit. Such a huge benefit. Yes. And I will say the Kids Club is very different in 2022 than it was in 21. You know, this year it was full access do whatever you want. You don't have to wear a mask. So I think she and Addison on multiple occasions spent like three hours playing video games. Um, they enjoyed it. But I think she, my daughter Cassidy told me at one point that a counselor did, did say to them, you've had too much screen time. You need to go do something else. So, you know, she was, she was really channeling me from wherever I was on the ship at that point in time. That's hilarious. I, You know what? I say it's their vacation. Let them have the screen time that they want. Because I mean, I'll be honest, Nathan, when he's at the kids club, most of the time, that's probably what he's doing too, is the video games. 
but I'm like, whatever, it's his vacation. (laughs) And as long as they were happy, then we were happy. And we were not getting, you know, messages for although who knows with the connectivity, if we were getting messages or not. Uh, The only time I got a message that uh, my daughter wanted to be picked up, I was literally at that very moment parasailing and she was at Scuttles Cove without her friend. So I I did not get that message actually until much later when I picked her up. Any any issue with that? Did they have any issue? You know, they sent you the message. Obviously, you didn't get it because you were parasailing. But was there any issue when you went to pick her up? I assume not that they weren't like mad at you or anything because really nothing you can do. You're up in you're up in the air with a parachute, basically. Right. And I had told them that I was going to be parasailing. And I think I got that message, you know, half an hour after I dropped her off. So they would have understood that I was not available. But she actually perked up. You know, I think she had a moment where she thought, I don't really want to be here. But then she got to dump some water on a counselor's head or something. And then she was okay. So yes, no issue there. And that particular day, first of all, parasailing, love, love, love. Well, I hope I can do that every time that I visit Castaway in the future because it was such a wonderful experience for me. But it's one of the things that, you know, I, as a single mom, I'm like, what do I do with her? What if she doesn't like Scuttles Cove? And, you know, it was that, it was Remy, it was Cove Cafe. These these are the things that are important to me that I really wanted to do and match your mate. All Almost all of these, except the parasailing, which I had heard about really from your podcast. Yeah, because Brian loves it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Although absolutely. I'm shocked that yours didn't get canceled because you're, what are you, one for one? And he's like, you know, two for seven or something on that. But I heard that it often gets canceled. And someone had said book as early in the morning as you can, which I was doing anyway, because of of the heat, but it was actually a beautiful day. I think it was maybe 85, low humidity. I, I mean, it was the most gorgeous, gorgeous day on Castaway. And very, I was very fortunate that parasailing was not canceled that day. But I may, you know, who knows next time, I don't want to, you know, I'm knocking on wood, but hopefully <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be able to do it again. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. And right now, if you head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo, you can take advantage of a promotion we're offering. If you're one of our first 10 listeners to book a new Disney cruise vacation with My Path Unwinding, you will get some free giveaways, including a book about the Disney wish that was given out on board the maiden voyage in the DVC charter. And if you decide to book concierge, a special limited edition Disney Cruise Line concierge pin that Disney was selling on board, but has discontinued in favor of a new pen, which we think is not as good as the old one. So be one of our first 10 listeners to head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next Disney cruise vacation. And you will get that as well as some DCL Duo swag that we will send out separately. So if you take any time at all to browse My Path Unwinding's website, you will see that they are dedicated to providing you the best service and understanding their clients' needs and answering their questions to ensure that their vacation experience is the best for them and their family. That extends to so many quarters of what My Path Unwinding does, including our experience in booking some fabulous vacations now with My Path Unwinding and their Facebook groups where they field all kinds of questions day in and day out to make sure that people have the best experience possible on board Disney Cruise Line. So if you've been eyeing an Adventures by Disney trip and been thinking about upgrading your experience to concierge, just want to book a fabulous Disney vacation or really any kind of all-inclusive or resort vacation or cruise vacation, then head over to MyPathUnwinding.com slash DCL Duo and we know you will have a great experience with Karen and her team of travel specialists over at My Path Unwinding. Thanks, My Path Unwinding, for your continued support of the show. And now back to our episode. I'd love to hear how how you were able to, or if you were able to experience some of the adults-only activities and adults-only areas on board. I'm sure you know that's one thing probably people think of when they go on a Disney cruise. I want to be able to explore. Some people, it's the adult dining. For others, it's just being able to go to the coffee shop. What kinds of stuff were you able to do or or not able to do, you know, being a single parent? Well, I think you can appreciate this because you are from Seattle and I've heard you talk about your love of coffee. I <laughs> I care more about coffee than I care about alcohol. So truly. So I was I was trying to think, and this was maybe the primary driver for me of trying to arrange that meetup. I pictured us all and and I don't know whether you can bring a child to Cove Cafe. I just assume the answer is no, because it's in the adult section. 
Yeah, I mean, you can like you can like bring him in with you to get a coffee to go, but you might get some weird looks and you're you know, there I've seen people do it, but generally, yeah, you're not supposed to. But that's I think an important, you know, that's an important question because it's an important space on the ship for those of us who won't drink that swill garbage that is Joffrey's. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for saying it so I didn't have to, but you know, it's also a matter of getting her up and out at 7 a.m. and convincing her to walk up to deck 11 to get me a coffee when there's zero in it for her. So so here's what I did. I typically, whenever we go anywhere, bring my pour-over coffee, which is a glass carafe, which was not going to happen. So I, I figured out ahead of time, I brought something called an AeroPress, which is sort of a, a if there was a way for a French press to be combined with a uh, pour over coffee, this is kind of what it is. So it makes a baby. Yeah. If they had a baby, then this is what they would produce. So um, it's, you pour over and it's sort of a, it's a lightweight plastic single serve, um, like a plunger, almost two piece thing. Um, So I brought that with me, packed that in my suitcase, packed coffee in my suitcase, the filters. And I, uh, on the first morning I said, okay, let me get the room service coffee and give it a try. Maybe it won't be so bad. It was horrible. And so the next day when I ordered my room service, which was something I really wanted to do in the morning was to have that delivery, you know, put the door hanger out. I had to call later in the cruise and get more door hangers because I ran out of them. So I ordered tea service. So I would just get hot water and I made my own coffee in the room and I used the, you know, the cream and sugar that they provided with the tea service and didn't touch the tea bag. So I I made my own in-room coffee. And then every night after dinner, I would order a cappuccino because that helped, you know, keep me up from falling asleep after eating all that good food, including the sticky date pudding, which I've heard on a podcast that I love. <laughs> it's a, a really good dessert and I did have. So I I made my own coffee. So I kind of solved for that. It just so happened that Jen from, you know, from Western PA, who was our table maid and cruise buddy, was not a coffee drinker. So my vision of tag teaming, you know, this t- will take turns going to Cove Cafe in the morning did not come to be with her. Uh, and I was like, I, I brought the, all the things. I'll just make coffee in the room. And that worked out very well because then we didn't have to go anywhere and didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, that's a good I think that's a great tip. But I want to give you a different tip. And I hope that this won't be seen as too controversial. Because I wouldn't do this with like a an infant or a toddler. Let me just be very clear about this. But I have done this with my eight and a half year old. And I've done it probably the last few cruises that we have been on. Whereas if if it's just me and Nathan we're in the room and I need to run and get something like a coffee. And he's watching TV or, um, you know, just waking up for the morning. So he's, you know, playing on his computer or something like that, which is what he likes to do in the morning. I will leave him alone for five to 10 minutes so I can go get my coffee. I figure he's not going anywhere. I mean, this is, you know, this is an eight and a half year old. I think you could do it with a seven year old. You might even be able to do it with maybe a six year old, probably not younger than that. But yeah, I would just say mommy's going to get coffee. You stay here. You don't open the door for anybody and I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then right, I come back right. with my coffee. I'm going to just put that out there into the universe. Um, people can take that advice or not. Everybody's got their own comfort level. I just figure on a cruise ship, there's very little that can happen to my kiddo if I leave him for five minutes or 10 minutes even in the in the room. So I, I would be okay with that. I don't know that my daughter would, but I, you know, as she gets older, that will happen at some point. Definitely. Yes, yes, for sure. Well, and I will say we've just started to do that. Like if I'm going to run to Starbucks, we have a Starbucks that's like three blocks away from our house. I we've just begun to do it like one time. Uh, just a, I want to say a month or two ago, Brian and I were like, okay, we're going to, Nathan, we're, mommy and dad are going to walk to Starbucks and walk back. And so we're going to be gone for 20 minutes. And, and I left him with my phone and we had Brian's phone. So if he needed to call, you know, if there was any emergency in that time, he could call us and we were, you know, a few blocks away. So that's something, again, I probably, I, that's, I just, we just started. And again, he's eight. So right. 
I aspire to that. Yeah. Yeah. You will have that. You will be able to do that. It's just, you know, baby steps, right? So tell me, did you get to do any of the drink tastings or adult dining or, and did you get to see Match Your Maid? Uh, yes to all three. I'm happy to say that the single mom hat trick <laughs> was achieved um, largely because of, um, you know, because of my other single mom buddies that were on board. So the drink tasting, when Jen and I linked our reservations so we could eat together, we realized we had both booked the same drink tasting, um, which was the stem to stern wine tasting at Pink. I think it was during that visit to Pink where I looked in the guest book and saw you had signed it. And I said, it said 82021. That's <laughs> far on the ship, Heart Sam. And I said, I know exactly who wrote that. <laughs> I love that. it. So we enjoyed that. And actually, and this is what typically happened is we would be getting messages throughout the day. Hey, I'm at bingo. Is anyone planning to come to bingo? Or I'm about to go to trivia? Or, you know, I want to ride the aqueduct and my daughter doesn't want to. Can someone like buddy up with us so that she can stay with the other mom? And so I know that some of those things were happening where we weren't involved. But for the the wine tasting, it just so happened that uh, another mom uh, said, oh, I just dropped my daughter at the kids club like what's everyone doing and we said we're at a wine tasting there's an extra slot would you like to come join us so she did so she just walked down and okay here's my room number and she joined us for a wine tasting which i thought would be sold out and what i laugh about this wine tasting was there were two couples on either side of the you know sort of the long bench seat and pink each from canada there were the three single moms there and then there was a dad there who i had seen on the flight uh, down from JFK and throughout the cruise and his husband and daughter were like elsewhere. So he, the only person who was alone was actually someone who was married and traveling with a partner who just didn't want to come to the wine tasting. And so anyway, that was that made me laugh a little bit. But we had a wonderful time doing that. Brian, I'll tell you, Brian will do drink tastings on his own. I I would do drink tastings on my own. I haven't done one yet, but he he has done because I don't drink I don't drink whiskey or bourbon. He's done like those ones. And he he's done the the really early morning one, which has like a mimosa and a Bloody Mary and like three smoothies, which is pretty what it it's called, but that one just doesn't interest me really at all. And so, yeah, he's done plenty of those himself and he still enjoys them and usually ends up chatting with somebody, you know, so that that's always fun. Yeah. Right. And as and I appreciate that. But as a single mom who spends a lot of time, you know, not with other adults, now that I work from home, I'm by, you know, so I, I just, I wanted to have someone else there. I think that one is called Kickstart Your Day, that morning drink tasting. And funnily enough, um, at some point during the cruise, Jen and I were just sitting in the uh, the adult pool area while our daughters were at the kids club and we went to go pick them up and we saw one of the other moms had been to the Kickstart Your Day and was kind of had taken a little midday nap following that. <laughs> so we stopped and chatted with her for a little bit. So it was fun to just bump into people, uh, you know, the other moms uh, as we traveled throughout the ship um, and to meet up for these sort of ad hoc I'm going to trivia. Let's go, you know. Uh, so I, I did get to spend time with many of the single moms. I had heard from your podcast and from the cruise groups and everything else that it's very difficult to get a reservation at Remy or Paulo. I went to guest services on the third day. So it was our first at sea day for a total different reason. And I said, hey, is there any way that I can make a reservation? And the very nice person said, sure, and, you know, dialed the number, handed me the phone. And they said, okay, what day do you want to come? What time do you want to come? And do you want Remy or Paulo? And do you want dinner or brunch? And I thought, oh, okay, well, I guess because our sailing was only two thirds capacity, or I don't know why there were actually reservations available to you know, me as a lowly silver sailor and a castaway club member, but we ended up having a Remy dinner. So Jen and I went to Remy for dinner on the fourth night, which our which was our Cosmel night. It uh, was also pirate night. This this was a little bit of an interesting logistical challenge, but we made it work. So we had the five forty five dinner seating and a six thirty reservation at Remy for dinner. So we ended up getting, you know, everyone got on their pirate gear. We went to dinner with the girls. We were at uh, Enchanted Garden that night, which is not my favorite of the three rotational dining menus. 
Uh, so I was fine with, and I've heard, you know, the pirate night menu is different anyway. So I was happy to, you know, not have that meal. That was fine. So we told Putu and Jonathan, as soon as we got there, we said, you know, we have a 6.30 Remy reservation. We're just going to sit here and drink wine while the girls eat. And then when they're, you know, at 6.20 or whatever, we took them to the kids club and ran up to Remy. So it worked out beautifully. And then we just picked them up afterwards. But we did miss the deck party. But I think my daughter got a little overwhelmed with some of the deck parties. They can be very loud and a lot going on. So I don't think they are very loud, very busy. Um, but we did later that evening actually get to see the fireworks right from our veranda. So th- this is something I, I, I've listened to almost every episode of DCL Duo podcast and some of them more than once. And this is not something that I had heard there elsewhere, but if you're not doing GTY, which we did, um, but we lucked out and got a starboard side room on deck seven, which I would pick every time if I had my choice, although I'll probably just continue to go for the GTY rate. And there are two reasons. Number one is when you are docked at Castaway, almost always you will have the better view of the island and not the dock, unless you're into the dock. We I want it on our prior sailing, we had been on dockside. This was beautiful to look out at the island. And number two, as you can see, the fireworks from your veranda, at least we were able to. So we were sort of, we were 7536, which is, it was just a few rooms ahead of the forward elevators on deck seven. So it was a beautiful spot. We just stood there, watched the, the quick show, and that was our pirate night. Yeah, we always, we always try to get starboard side. We are not, we haven't always, but particularly sailing to Castaway. That's, we do the same. We always try for starboard side. And I will say we haven't always had, well, we, we on the fantasy and the dream, we tend to get an ocean view stateroom, which doesn't have the veranda. So we can't do the. <laughs> you can't really see the fireworks if you don't have the veranda. So we usually go out on deck, but actually a great place to watch the fireworks if you happen to be at Apollo or Remy from the fantasy or the dream is Meridian has a little um, outdoor deck space right off of Apollo. And so that's a great space to get to watch. But of course, then your kids can't come and watch with you. So only if your kids are not, if you don't have traveling without kids or your kids are not into fireworks or they're you know too noisy, which for Nathan, Nathan's fine with them now, but he still sometimes covers his ears. He's not a huge fireworks kid because of the noise level. So But yeah, that sounds awesome. I am like super excited for you that you got to do Remy. Remy dinner is obviously amazing. Uh, Such a fantastic experience. What about Match Your Maid? I know that was something you said it was on your list and you you were able to do it. But tell us how that happened. If I may complain for a second, I wish that they would start Match Your Maid a little bit earlier because we have here a seven-year-old and a six-year-old who had to stay at the club until, you know, almost 11 o'clock at night. So that evening we had gone to do a trivia at pub at the pub. And then we sort of wandered over because I forget what the pregame is called uh, right before Match Your Mate. It's, it's, it was sort of a group event where it was a warm up to Match Your Mate. And we went to that and it was only for 15 minutes and Match Your Mate started, I think at 1030 or 1045, you know, and here we have these young kids at the club. So we watched the, I would say maybe the first 15 or 20 minutes of that. And I kept saying to Jen, I think we need to go get the girls. I think we need to go get the girls. And she said, Oh, they're living their best life, which was not not true. But you know, I I wasn't thinking at the time, like they will message you if they really want to leave. I was more just like, I'm gonna have a cranky kid on my hands who will probably yeah, not be too too thrilled with me if she wanted to come home and I didn't come get her. When we did go get them, they were fine. You know, no one was was saying, where have you been or anything like that. They'd been playing video games and had no idea what time it was. So it did work out just fine. Um, but I, I really enjoyed that. Wished we could have stayed for the whole thing. But because they do it so late, uh, we weren't able to. A few days later, we did go to the family version of it. And we brought the girls with us. And I think that was actually on the last day. So we got to kind of see the show start to finish, but it was it was not the adult version. It was the family version. All right. Well, was there anything else that I, you know, we haven't talked about that you wanted to share with our listeners? Because I think this is, you know, super helpful and, and unique topic. I think the the best takeaway tip I, I would take from this is, you know, if you are willing to take some risk and um, put yourself out there, you know, and 
if you don't want to be alone, let me put it that way, during your vacation or solo with your kid during the, the entirety of your vacation, to put yourself out there, go on your cruise book social media group. Generally, it's a Facebook group for Disney, for Disney Cruise Line. And see if anybody, if there's anybody out there who wants to, you know, kind of pair up and hang out and, and do things together. And hopefully your kids will click and you'll click and it all works out like it did for you. I think that's, I think that's really the best takeaway tip from your experience that I, that I would get from it. Um, but is there anything I've missed or any other things that we haven't talked about? I, I think that's really what I would recommend to other people. If you're someone who, um, you know, is traveling alone with kids, even if you're not technically a single mom, there was a mom who was in our meetup group who was just traveling without her husband. Her kids were a little bit older and she had someone she had met on a prior cruise who they had linked reservations. So we didn't see them a whole lot. We would see them sort of here and there on the ship. But um, if you're like me and a social person and don't have a whole lot of conversation you can make with a seven-year-old sitting alone at dinner. <laughs> um, and, you know, which we do every night anyway. But I, I think that it is a great idea to get in that Facebook group, see if there's anyone that you're vibing with, and just take a chance. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'm sure there's a way that, you know, you can delink your your dinner reservations or just, you know, make the best of it for that meal and go about the rest of your cruise. But if you don't give it a try and put yourself out there, then you may lose out on, you know, a really rich and fun experience and making new friends. All right. Well, speaking of friends, I know there's a little special guest who would like to come on the show for a little bit. Hi. Hi. So I would love to welcome Cassidy to the show. Welcome, Cassidy. Hi. Hi. How old are you? I'm seven. You're seven. And so that means you're probably in second grade? Yep. Oh, awesome. You know that I have a son named Nathan who is in third grade, and he also loves to cruise on Disney Cruise Line. And I hear that you've done two cruises now with your mom. Is that right? Yep. That's awesome. I want to ask you some questions about the cruise, the last cruise that you went on to find out your favorites. Does that work? Okay. All right. Can you tell me what thing did you like to do the most when you were on board the Disney Dream? Um, it was probably um swimming in the pool. Ooh, swimming in the pool. Do you like the the big pool in front of Funnel Vision? Oh yeah, that's my favorite. Oh, do you like to watch the movies while you're swimming or are you just too busy swimming? I'm too busy swimming. That's okay. Tell me, what was your favorite dining room on the Disney Dream? Animator's palette. I knew you were going to say that. Tell me why. There's so many fun things to look at, and it's just really fun. Yeah, I love it. Tell me, what was your favorite food that you ate on the Disney Dream? It's a tough choice, but maybe chicken nuggets. Oh, life-changing chicken nuggets. They're the chicken nuggets on the Disney Cruise Line are the best chicken nuggets in the world, I am convinced. What about favorite dessert item? Maybe a Mickey bar. Oh, a Mickey bar. That's classic. I love it. And tell me, what was your favorite activity to do in the kids club? I know you went to the Oceaneers Club and Oceaneers Lab quite a bit on the cruise with your friend Addison. What was your favorite thing to do there? Well, there was video games and we really liked doing that. Oh, that's awesome. Tell me, if you could go on another cruise tomorrow, would you go? Yes. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I'm going to ask you just a couple more questions because we call this rapid fire. This is my where I get to ask you your favorites. I want to ask you, who is your favorite Disney character? Um, my favorite Disney character is probably, does it have to be like in a movie? No, it doesn't like... have to be in a movie. Any character. Yeah, Mickey's not in most movies, right? Well, then... um. My favorite character is the Red Panda from Turning Red. Oh, yeah. That's an awesome character. What's your favorite Disney movie? Um, well, well, Turning Red. Turning Red. Awesome. And what about, do you have a favorite Disney song? Um, no. Nope. Okay, that's all right. Okay, now if you could go anywhere in the world on a vacation, where would you go? I would go... 
to probably I would want to go to mm, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Interesting. There's no Disney park there. I'm still a yeah. little surprised. Yeah. Do you, have fr- do you have friends there? No, I just always wanted to see it. Oh, okay, cool. Well, thanks so much for playing in our rapid fire round, Cassidy. It's super fun talking to you. I love hearing all about your Disney favorites. And I am going to close out the show by saying thank you so much, Sharon. I'm sorry that Cassidy stole your rapid fire round. I was, you know, I was sitting here going, I had a really good answer for where I wanted to cruise to. And I, and you can actually get there by boat not all right well you know what let's (laughs) let's do that let's do this then i asked i asked cassidy where if she could go anywhere in the world where she would want to go but i'll ask you my classic question of bucket list cruise you could go anywhere in the world on disney cruise line doesn't even have to be someplace disney cruise line currently sails where would you go sharon well, I would love to sail out of New York because we live close to New York. And I think it would be amazing to like hop on the commuter rail that I take into the city when I have to work with our suitcases <laughs> and just kind of zip over to the port. So leaving out of New York, probably going down to Turks and Caicos, let's throw in a castaway stop, um, maybe hit Belize City on the way back. Uh, maybe another day at Castaway and then ending in San Juan. I don't know where any of these places are in relation to each other, but <laughs> it sounds really fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm not sure that the, I'm not sure it'll end in San Juan if you're going to Castaway last, but that's okay. It, regardless, it sounds like an awesome cruise. I would love to go on it. But Sharon, thanks so much for reaching out to us. For all those who are listening, uh, you too, if you have a topic that you'd like to hear us cover on the show and you think you'd make a guests to cover that topic, please feel free to reach out to us. That is actually the way we find a lot of our guests is by listeners like you who reach out to us. They have a show idea or they have an interesting cruise that they were on and uh, and then we arrange it and have them come on. So thank you, Sharon, so much again for being on the show and thanks for having Cassidy on the show. She was fantastic. Absolutely. Thanks so much to you, Sam. And, you know, tell Brian I said hello. Sorry we didn't get to chat, but I look forward to maybe talking to him in the future about another interesting cruise that we take. As always, thank you so much out there for listening to our bonus show this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us those five-star reviews. And if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air in our main show each and every week. We love connecting with you, our listeners, and hearing your feedback. So head over there, leave us a review. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also connect with our show via our voice line. If you'd like to send us a question, a comment, or otherwise have us address your feedback on the air, then just leave us a message at 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can always browse to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for our vlog. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for making this show happen each and every month. We also really appreciate our amazing show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney vacation, head over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of Disney Cruise Line or the Disney Company. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.